Hello and welcome back to Motorsport this week. Today I'm joined by Jez. Do you want to say hello, Jez? Howdy, Lewis. Hello, everyone. How was India, mate? It was very hot. <laughs> I think I said this to you off camera. It was very hot, but it was a very enjoyable time out there. I enjoyed my time. Definitely, definitely. So we're glad to have you back. No Alex this week, unfortunately. But um, yeah, let's get into it. So Monaco. Yep. What are you thinking? I mean, obviously, it's it's one of the it's one of the three crown jewels in motor racing, isn't it? It's it, it it's obviously a great racing spectacle. I mean, even if it is boring, <laughs> as it quite often is around Monaco, you, you don't want to miss like yeah the the like the biggest test for a racing driver is can you can you hook it up on a in a quali lap around monaco like with all the barriers in in between you it's such a tight and twisty track like that's like the ultimate skill for a driver can you hook it up when it matters most in monaco i think qualifying at monaco is one of the best things any racing fan wants to see and it's i mean from that point of view i'm very excited for it the racing aspect of it maybe not so much because uh, of lack of overtaking opportunities but i mean it's 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 as i said before it's one of the crown jewels you, you can't not look forward to it yeah. as a racing fan we could we could get a george russell dive bomb into turn one if <laughs> if he qualifies on the front row but i don't know yeah, if it, it'll be nice to see obviously you know george russell's mr saturday as mm. as we all know but um yeah it'll be nice to see like the drivers going head to head in you know Monaco, but um yeah we got you know we got I I don't think Formula Two races in Monaco do they? They do they do oh. <laughs> yeah oh not they a, do they do not, have it not a, not a good start to the pod but um yeah <laughs> but um yeah it 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 will just be interesting to see everything that happens as a result of Saturday qualifying you know what yeah. What are your thoughts, like, if if there was ever a you know a sprint race around Monaco, like, what are your thoughts on that? Could there could there be could there be some interesting interesting drama or checking turn one, you know? I mean, <laughs> more racing. That's that's for sure. That, that, <laughs> it would be fun. But I mean, Monaco. Most of the overtaking of Monaco is done through the pits. Like if you time your pit stop, pit stops correctly, jump a few cars. You're more than likely going to keep that position on track, unless you know unless really... we get unless we get another Charles Leclerc situation or you know another I've... Daniel Ricciardo situation. Uh, yeah, exactly. Unless you get another uh, gaff moment in the pits that we that we've seen in the last few seasons. Um, yeah, I mean the race is really one in the pits. Quick, efficient pit stops. The pitting a lap, undercutting, overcutting your rivals is where you get the the track position most of the time. Because it's it, Monaco. Just, there's nowhere to pass, is there? And there's and obviously in a in a sprint race, you're not really advised to pit in a sprint race, are you? So it's yeah. just. So if if we did have a sprint race around Monaco, it would just be just it would just be the cars going round and round in laps. And while yes, that's like very appealing for the purist, seeing seeing cars just consistently lap Monaco, or what. 30 or 40 laps because it's 100 kilometers there's not much there's not much in monaco it's like a lap in 100 kilometers around monaco non-stop without rushing anywhere not pitting any pitting at any time like obviously from that point of view it's a 
it's a spectacle. It would be something that some racing purist fans would enjoy. Yeah. But from an entertainment standpoint, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure many would enjoy that. And obviously, we know how F1 is like moving towards that entertainment yeah. sort of aspect rather than keeping it to the, to the purists, as we've seen with what Stefano Domenicali wants to do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the more he wants to butcher F1, uh, it's, it's, yeah. But yeah, it's just, oh, if the if FII introduced, you know, or if the FII and F1 introduced a rule where, you know, you had to, they're forced a second pit stop in Monaco, you know, could that, you know, that would change up the order. But yeah. it's just improving racing in Monaco, it just ain't going to happen. But I was watching a video the other day and uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, World Rally Championships, but I'm pretty sure they have a joker track on each circuit that they have to that they have to take like, you know, five times in a race. But right. do, do you think do you think that'd improve racing if if it was introduced in Monaco or you know? I mean it would be, it would be interesting because I re- I remember uh, a few seasons back, I don't know if they still do it, but Formula E raced around Monaco, but they use a, a yeah, different yeah. circuit to the one the regular F1 track uses so turn one into Sandavot. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a hairpin. You have to, you have to turn. Yeah, instead of going up, up Bow River, you have to go down down the hill. It's a little bit different. I mean, that would be cool having that part of the track there, but I don't think it's like logistically possible with F1 cars because yeah. of how big they are. Yeah. Formula E cars are a bit smaller. There's more. There's more room for dive bombing at yes. Monaco for. Formula E cars, but these F1 cars, there's hardly any room. I think was it in 2022 we saw four overtakes at Monaco. I think the year before that, uh, I think the year before that we saw one on-track overtake. Oh yeah, uh, Nikita Mazepin, weren't it? Yeah, the Schumacher and Mazepin at the hairpin. That was the only on-track overtake in 2021. But yeah, I mean. It's maybe maybe a, a change in the circuit would would do some good, but at the same time, for the racing purists, it's Monaco. It's one of the ground jewels. You don't really want to alter that as well. Yeah. Like it's 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 just like ingrained in racing people, racing people's minds that Monaco stays as it is, even if it is boring. It's just it's just Monaco, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So we were talking about George Russell earlier. You know, Mercedes bring in you know, their upgrade package to Monaco. You know, Monaco is not the best track to bring an upgrade package to, to, you know, enhance performance. But do you reckon George Russell can maybe hook up a lap and take his uh, second pole of his career? Well, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far in terms of George Russell maybe hooking up a pole. But obviously he's got a he's got a great chance because that Mercedes they're gonna they've they've changed their car quite significantly. Yeah. They've bought in some they've bought in some side pods, which is which is the big which is the big thing because of uh, how long they've been running without any side pods. Yeah. They've they've eventually had to give in to open up the gap in the in the side pods and actually let some air go through there. So we'll see how well that works. Obviously, as you said, Monaco is not the best place to to try and test to see if your upgrades have worked because 
Monaco is just downforce, downforce, downforce. You cannot, there's no room to like improve top speed anywhere. Maybe, maybe through the tunnel, but that's about it. <laughs> but like, there's, there's hardly any room to improve around Monaco. Definitely. Like, from, a, from an engineering standpoint, it's just driver and car. Just <laughs> how well can they keep the car in between the barriers? But I mean, to, to stick with George Russell, obviously he's, he's been, very he's, good. he's been he's been phenomenal this season or in Australia where he just dove but he he didn't even <laughs> dove, he didn't even have to dove by Max but yeah he was already ahead going he, into turn in one. turn one but he he is just a phenomenal driver and you know given the car he can win all the world championships in the world that mm. that, that that's just my opinion anyway you know uh, <laughs> I, I I won't I won't lie on the fact that he's a very good driver uh, I, I don't know if he we're one-on-one -on -one with Max in the same machinery. I don't think he beats Max. I don't think he does. Maybe, well, maybe this is maybe this is just my Max uh, tinted glasses on telling me that. But that, without a shadow of doubt, George Russell is one of the be better drivers on the grid. He's a, he's in the top five at least for drivers five. on the grid. Top five after Hamilton, Definitely. of course. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not this season, <laughs> you know. What? Well, uh, no, nah, I never used to like George Russell, but um, well, we watched one of his many dive bombs in the flat. Uh, you know, uh, Circuit of the Americas, where I don't, I don't know what gap he saw, but yeah, yeah. from P four to P one. <laughs> but when he <laughs> when he took out so Cotton yeah. was one of the best races I've watched this year. But yeah, I never used to like him and. I watched the whole performance podcast with Jay Humphreys and yeah, they sat down with George Russell for about an hour. And um, I just realised he, he's a well-spoken young man. You know, his parents, you know, that they, they were rich, but they weren't as as rich. Like his mum was a hairdresser. His dad owned a pea factory. Like he's just, you know, born and bred. Like he's like relatable. I'd say he's more relatable than you know, Lando Norris, but oh, Lando Norris is just a PR merchant. I'm, <laughs> I'm ruining, I'm ruining the chances of a, you know, interview with Lando Norris. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we ever got one, uh, McLaren would dig this up, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it is, it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, George Russell, he is a, he is a lovely lad. He's a, he's a lovely lad. Like, as you said, he is more relatable than 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 Lando in some aspects. Like he is very well spoken. He's quite down to earth. Whereas I don't I don't want to use the same words as you, but Lando is quite he di he dictates a lot to the to the, <laughs> to the open market, shall we say. He does he does reach out a lot more to the to the audience. Yeah. Power yeah, to him not he's built his own brand up like lot quadrant lot you know yeah. alongside alongside racing in formula one or formula two formula three for you know pretty much all his life but i you know power to him but i just relate more to you know george russell yeah but, you know enough about george russell and Lando norris now let's go over to the other side of the mercedes camp lewis hamilton you know yeah rumors that he, he might be joining Ferrari, he might not. But, you know, I don't know how credible 
of a source that is because it it's came from one Daily Mail. Yeah. Um, a story, and we all know that Daily Mail is. I'm sorry to, you know, slight the media, but it's 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 all this and <laughs> not many facts. But you know, what do you think of Lewis Hamilton seeing Lewis Hamilton in the red? Possibly. I think yeah. I mean, it's it it could be possible. I mean, I think there was, if I'm not mistaken, there were rumors in 2015 that he he could have joined them. Jo- yeah, could have joined. <laughs> in fact, the partnership of Vettel and Hamilton in 2015, my goodness. Uh, that just would have went into each other every race. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, would have been, that would have been chaotic. But I mean, Hamilton is possibly the most reputable name on the yeah. F1 grid. Like his Hamilton's brand is so vast and fitting that like, a team like Ferrari with how widespread Ferrari is around the world and how big the Ferrari brand is altogether. It's obviously much bigger brand than Mercedes is. Yeah. Like you could you imagine like how those two forces just colliding to create this ultimate motorsport icon, <laughs> realist really spe- realistically speaking. He's got he's got more followers than Formula One itself, Lord. Exactly. He's just <laughs> what a hero man, Lord. He's just He's a, well, a well-known guy, and I know he's, you know, said stuff in the past. Lot like, boys don't wear princess dresses and everything, and I know he's had some controversy. Like people, people talking about, oh, it's just a car, it's just a car. Yeah. That's why he's got hundred and three race wins. But you know, it'll be not if the rumors are true. It would be, it would be, class to see him in a, you know, red suit, Ferrari powered yeah. engine, like. I read a stat the other day saying Pierre Gasly has got the same amount of wins in a power unit than Hamilton. Hamilton's just been driving Mercedes engines all his life. Like even when even when he was at McLaren. Wow. It was a Mercedes engine. But I I don't, I don't know. Like it'd be nice to see him, but it'd just be weird not seeing him and not seeing him not seeing him in a black or, you know, white or silver suit anymore. I would also I would also love to know how the Ferrari fans would react because <laughs> for so long they've been on Hamilton's back. Like I think I can't remember I can't remember which year it was, but they had that massive banner of of him of him painted as a child with a, with tears strolling down his face, like a crybaby, <laughs> like a crybaby tifo. Like that that was a funny tifo. I wouldn't I would love to know how they would react to that, and also. Would it be? Would it be like I'll ask? I'll ask you this question. Would it be a swap deal with Charles Leclerc to Mercedes? Yeah. You, you probably, you think, but uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. Been, uh, oh, sorry to interrupt you, Jess, but there's been a uh, rumors that circulate in the past couple of days that Charles Leclerc is going to sign another contract with Ferrari. But the why? The why they're treating him? The why? You know. Well, you know the why they bottled the championship to put it lightly. You know, it's it's just demotivating for Charles Leclerc. And if he sees, you know, if you see a gap, go for it. In the words <laughs> of uh, Ayrton Senna. But <laughs> I, d- I really don't know how the fans would react. And, you know, what do you think about it, Jez? I mean, the fans, it, it, uh, it's, it, it'll be, it's, it's a tough one. Because I don't know why I get this comparison, but 
maybe because I've, it's because I've spent so much time on on Twitter. But <laughs> it 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 feels like it, it would feel like when Robert Lewandowski left uh, Bayern yeah. to join Barca because there was that whole there was that whole uh, time in in 2021. I know this is a motorsports podcast, but. <laughs> I, I love football, so I have to delve into football a little bit to make this comparison work. <laughs> in 2021, I think you, you, you and I, and I think many of the footballing fans know Robert Lewandowski deserved a Ballon d'Or in 2021. The one that got the one that got awarded to Messi for, for whatever reason. I think we all knew Lewandowski deserved that one, and for so long, Barca fans were were slating him and like poking fun at him for being. This like this bad or not having a Ballon d'Or, for example, and it's sort of like with Ferrari fans being like poking the stick at Lewis, like ah, you're not driving for Ferrari, we don't like you. But then as soon as the rumors swirled round that Lewandowski might be switching to Barca, and then when the transfer actually happened, Barcelona fans took him in as as their own, saying he's the best striker they've ever seen. <laughs> and it, for some reason in my head, it's it feels like. That story sort of might repeat itself, where like Ferrari fans have gone from disliking Lewis Hamilton for that long, and then when he puts on the scarlet red, when he puts on that scarlet red racing suit, they'll they'll just treat him like he was, like he's Charles Leclerc, like he's Michael Schumacher, one of their legends. I mean, you know, it, it feels like that story's being written all over again. Yeah, you know, not Lewis is an agent driver. You know, he's 30, 37, 38 now. And around somewhere there. Yeah, around. Uh, sorry, Lewis, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's an agent driver. He's getting on now. You know, he's a seven world, seven time world champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just I'll, the way I always see it. If Mercedes aren't gonna give him the car that he's happy with, I think Mercedes are faulting for third or fourth in the Constructors' Championship when they were on top for so many years. But I don't know. We'll see how this sword pod, you know, well, this the addition of the sword pods goes on. You know, we've got Spanning yep. next week, like, and that's an infamous track for testing. But yep. I, I really don't know. I'd like, I'd like to see Hamilton maybe, you know, move on with his career. He's been with Mercedes 10 years now. You know, maybe maybe it's time for a switch up in yeah. you know, the scarlet red, as you put it, and you know, a Ferrari powered engine that'd be that I think that'd bring a lot of new fans to the sport as well. You know, Lewis Hamilton's got a massive following, you know, more followers than Formula One itself, like Yeah. You know, it's just, I I think, you know, having a driver switch up like that, especially if they do Lewis to Mercedes and Charles Leclerc to Ferrari to no <laughs> Lewis to <laughs> Ferrari and Charles Leclerc to Mercedes. I think that I think that'd just be, you know, perfect. It will it would be it's, it's the like the reverse Michael Schumacher going from Mercedes <laughs> to Ferrari rather than Ferrari to Mercedes. I mean it's it would be it's like that monumental transfer, isn't it, in football? Yeah. I mean, I think the last one we can talk about is probably Sebastian Vettel going from yeah, Red Bull to Ferrari. Like when he when he donned the scarlet red. I remember before Vettel was getting a little bit of hate from Ferrari fans because obviously 2012 happened with the the title fight with Alonso. I'm sure he wasn't very well liked 
back then. But as soon as he puts the scarlet red on, he's he's one with the Ferrari fans. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's he became one of their own. Maybe if Lewis puts on that, puts on the drives with the prancing horse, <laughs> maybe he could win the adoration of the fans, like, like Vettel did, like Schumacher did yeah, all those de- years ago. Definitely, and you know, I'm not, you know. I'm not put. I'm not putting anything out the window, but you know, with these with these new regulations, Red Bull have mastered it, and Red Bull are going to be the benchmark. But Ferrari can, if Ferrari can, you know, slowly catch up and bring it to Red Bull next year, you know, maybe with a thirty percent wind tunnel reduction time, maybe someone has a car closer to Red Bull than previous years, and if they do get Lewis, you know, and if, well, I'm speaking hypothetically, if he signs a one-year, you know, a short-term deal with them and wins a championship, go debate over. He will be be the best. You know, Ferrari haven't won a championship for, you know, as long as my brother's been alive, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) 14, 15. No, it was uh, 2007. So 16, 16 whole years without it's a mental. That is mental to think about. That 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 is mental. But um, yeah, go to bite over. But that that is a fairy tale ending. You know, Windsor title in Japan, Abu Dhabi, whatever the whatever the you know schedule is. I know yeah. Dabby's the last race of the season, but you know, if it if it gets down to the wire, if it you know, but um yeah, that that's a good debate over and that's you know the fairy tale ending on Lewis Hamilton's career. But I just you know, with Red Bull being so good, I just don't see it happening. But not anytime soon anyway. Not anytime soon. No, but like maybe maybe in the future. That's if Lewis, that's if Lewis is still racing in the future because obviously we've we've discussed before he's, he's his age is going to catch up to him. I mean, you look at Fernando Alonso exactly <laughs> whipping it around at forty years old. Like obviously there's that, but then Lewis has also got other commitments. You know yeah. his extreme extreme E team and his other his other projects on the side. That yeah. obviously he's scored he's got that. Yeah, he's got jumping that. out he's got, of <laughs> He's got that brand to develop as well as. As well as his glittering racing career, he's also part of the ownership team in the in the Denver Broncos NFL team. Like he's obviously got some got to put some time towards that as well. Like it's 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 a it's a it's an interesting thing to to think about. Yes, yeah. we could we could think of all the hypotheticals we want of whether Lewis going to Ferrari ends the goat debate if he wins a championship there. Does he even make it to even consider him in a Ferrari kit? If Ferrari kit in the Ferrari suit, <laughs> my mind is just full of football. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like it's maybe he's contemplating retirement. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, do we do we even get the chance to see him in in the Ferrari racing suit? Yeah. Uh, we don't know. As it stands, Lewis still ends on a contract. Uh, extension with the Mercedes, so he might be pushing that about, you know, um, P13 and qualifying in uh, mm. the last race, Miami. 
he bought it. He bought he bought it back. I think he finished P six, P seven, around that sort of area. But yeah, maybe maybe he's just lost his mojo. And sorry, Lewis, if you're watching this, I'm a massive fan of you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, just I, I I really have no clue. But it it'd be so nice to you know see him win a world championship, have a you know, massive party for massive leaving do <laughs> for Lewis Hamilton. I'll, I'll be there in Abu Dhabi. I'll sell my kidney. <laughs> but, um, that'd, that'd be quality of that. Yeah. What, what What do you think of, you know, what are the chances of Lewis retiring this year? Because obviously his contract is up this year with Mercedes. Or could it be a possibility or, you know, will he, will, will he have that, you know, dog in him? To <laughs> to get that eight four championship. Oh, I mean, it's all it's all down to Mercedes, realistically speaking. Can they can they develop the car enough? Can they convince him that the twenty twenty four car will be good enough to fight for a world championship? I think that will be the the ultimate deciding factor. Not even not yet if, if Mercedes can develop the car. Can any team give Lewis Hamilton a champion, a, a, a car worthy uh, of fighting for the championship? Obviously, Red Bull have got that car, but yeah, I, I do believe that with a you know wind tunnel time um, reduction, I do believe it's going to be a bit closer at the top this year, uh, next year. Sorry, but I, I really don't know. I really don't know how to call it. Obviously, yeah. Lewis is the goat of this sport. He's brought so many fans, especially in the last seven years where he's just won championship, championship, apart from that little blip in 2016 and apart from that little blip in 2021. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, a, it's just phenomenal and I'll be sad to see. I'll be sad to see when he goes because, you know, he's a goat. He's who I look... Not, not who I look up to, but, you know, he's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. He, he is just. It's just. It's just Lewis Hamilton, isn't it? You, know, yeah. you, you can't really imagine F one without him. Exactly. It would, be, it would be weird. Do you think? Like, this is going to be a, a really cool segue now because I I love IndyCar. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Lewis Hamilton could maybe make a jump over to IndyCar? Like, maybe not for a full time thing, but maybe like for a yeah. one off, like for the yeah, Indy five hundred. You can do. Road courses and only road courses, can't you? Yeah, yeah. You you could you could even like, as we've seen in the past before, drivers leave. Like, drivers leave uh, Grand Prix to go do the Indianapolis Five Hundred, yeah. like Fernando Alonso did. Could, could do you think he might have a like, have a try at IndyCar? Maybe, maybe I'd, maybe the Five Hundred. I don't I don't know. I'd love to see it happen because you know I'm I'm not that familiar with IndyCar, but. You know, obviously, it's got massive following in America, but I think, um, I think it could bring a lot of, you know, fans to IndyCar because, you know, the, especially the European fans, they're not going to stay up yeah. till about three o'clock in the morning watching, you know, Indy cars race around, race around an oval lot. You know, they could what they could flick up, you know, cars on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it's uh, it'd be interesting to see. But personally, I want Lewis to stay in 
you know, Mercedes. Well, not a Mercedes, uh, any car. I'd, F1. I'd, I'd like, to, I'd even what, I'd even support him if he was at bloody Williams or whatever. <laughs> just but, as long as he's an F1. <laughs> yeah, just as long as he's an F1. Even if he got demoted to Formula Two and bought <laughs> a <laughs> <Barca> championship, <laughs> taking Paul Boy <laughs> thirty seconds. <laughs> oh mate, yeah. I mean, it's it, it. It will be interesting. I mean, just I'm going to briefly stick on that IndyCar thing because I've, I've already 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 said the Monaco Grand Prix is one of the crown jewels of racing. So too is the Indianapolis yeah. 500. That is that is this Sunday as well. Do you think you're gonna do you, you're gonna tune into that one? Because what time I'm on? definitely on. Oh, I think it's. 3 p.m. Eastern time, which is 8 p.m. in the UK. Ooh, 8 or 8 or 7 p.m. in the UK. I might do. If any, if last year's race was was anything to go by, what what a race that was! By the way, Pato Award almost almost got it, almost got it against Marcus Ericsson, but luckily the the caution came out just in time for for Marcus Ericsson. I mean, IndyCar works really weirdly, especially for the Indianapolis 500. Qualifying was last weekend. Yeah, qualifying. yeah, yeah. I see, I seen that. Qualifying for the Indy 500 has already passed, so <laughs> we already had the qualifying. The grid has already been set. There was there was obviously a, a pretty big incident with um, Stefan Wilson uh, during the practice incident. sessions. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't that kind of incident, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Stefan Wilson actually fractured a vertebrae in his back, which was a uh, not great. Yeah, he got crashed into uh, in one of the practice sessions after. After we had qualifying, I think it was on the the Monday that he that he had his crash. Uh, so he he had originally qualified, but because he's done his back in now, uh, uh, someone else has had to step in. Graham Rahal has had to step in to drive the number twenty four car. I mean, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. The Indi- Indianapolis five hundred. Yeah, and they're third... going, they're going faster than Formula One around a circuit. Exactly, yeah. 234 miles an hour. Imagine that. Was, imagine that. It, that was the speed that Alex Polo put it on pole. And three, three drivers were within 0.1 kilometers per hour, not kilometers, <laughs> miles per hour. You could hear the Americans say, What the fuck is a kilometer? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, the, the speed that IndyCar, IndyCars fly around oval tracks yeah. consistently in eighth gear as well, and just full throttle into every corner. That must be terrifying to drive yeah. in. I, I, I never I never thought about this until now. That's It's just me being naive, but it's literally when Formula One and when any race car drivers start a race it's literally like being on a roller coaster isn't it i know we were yeah. talking before you went on that ferrari yeah uh, yeah massive thing and obviously formula one drivers don't you know fly a lot fly up in the air unless you're mark <laughs> weber but you know it, it it's just incomprehensible to be going that yeah. fast and not you know, not be like screaming for your life or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's also the adrenaline rush of just yeah. like flooring, flooring the pedal and just straight at tarmac, turning left here and there. It's just like dead focused. But you get the adrenaline rush of just like speed. Like it, it definitely hits different. I mean, 
and the Indy 500 is just a, a brilliant racing spectacle. Yeah. Like we've got Monaco Grand Prix at what, at two o'clock, yeah, UK time. Then Indy 500 at seven or eight. I can't remember what time it is. That is a good Sunday. That what is a good Sunday for racing. What a great! And we got the final day of the Prem as well. Yeah, final day of the Prem. Day before that, the final day of the Bundesliga. <laughs> He is hoping we win the title. He is hoping. How 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 close are you? Because I know I know more team Aston Villa up the, up the fucking Villa. <laughs> um, yeah, I I know more team Aston Villa. Uh, you know, one win away from qualifying for European football, which yeah. fingers crossed, but. You know, Brighton have nothing to play for now. They've already qualified for Europa League. You know, I'm hoping we get a you know a Man City QPR situation where they're literally passing the ball to us. <laughs> Maybe I mean Brighton just I've just seen now Brighton have drawn one one with Man City. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, I don't know how they've already qualified for Europe. We can't yeah. we can't progress. So and you know Tottenham have got Leeds and Leeds are going to turn up like Prime Barcelona. Oh, because they're fighting for their lives. Yeah, they will. They will, hopefully. I mean, if sticking with the Bundesliga, Dortmund, right? The final game of the season with two points clear. With two points clear of Bayern. We're first place, right? Two (laughs) points clear from Bayern on the last day of the season. All we have to do is win. (laughs) We just win and we've won the league. For the first time in eleven years, how does how does a motorsport podcast turn into a chat about football? <laughs> only only we can make that happen. Only yeah. we can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've 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 chucked in a few football analogies already in this in this podcast. I mean, might as well wrap it up with a bit of footy at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Uh, just a you know, just a quick announcement to. Anyone that's stuck around this long, we have a very, very, very special guest coming on next week. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to interview her. Oh, there's a bit of a there's a, a little <laughs> bit of a drop of a drop of a clue there. And uh new gear coming next week. So hopefully for our uh Spotify and YouTube listeners, the quality won't be, you know, looking like it's done off a toast a lot hopefully <laughs> HD for you but yeah, yeah making making lots of improvements to the podcast in you know positive way but um exactly. yeah that's all we have time for today thank you for thank you for sticking around and yeah i'll see you next week with our very special guest bye